here we go. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right. Hey, welcome back, you bunch of motherfuckers. This is Shattered Wisdom Podcast, <laughs> and we've got fucking David here again. Yeah. Again. He's stuck with us. Yeah. So I found my favorite bottle of Rabbit Hole. It is uh, finished in PX Sherry Casks, whatever the fuck that means. I know what sherry is, and it's sweet. So this is this is my favorite because it's a little sweet on the back end, man. It's uh, it's ninety three proof, which I don't know how the fuck you stop it at ninety three, but good on you. <laughs> yeah, so that makes it forty six and a half, like forty seven percent. Yeah, I'm like fucking. I think it stops itself. It's like all right, like ah, we're done. I'm alcoholic enough. Yeah. So and, and <laughs> all right. Well, since you're back again. You get to pull another question. The box and, of wisdom. And, <laughs> hey, if you pull a question from uh, one of our listeners, they're going to get something for free. How do we know it's one of the listeners? Does it say on there? I hope so. We've never pulled one of our listeners yet, so. Yeah, I think they were just recently added. I don't think there's a listener. No, it's JJ. It's typed. Yeah, and yes. JJ doesn't listen, so. If you had to uh, pick to go to Las Vegas or go on a cruise, what would you choose? This is easy for you guys, but. Oh, well, yes and no, man. So it's even for me, not him. So, old me, a year ago, I'm going to Vegas, fuck a cruise. Fuck that. New me, I think I went on a cruise, man. I really think that uh, you get the most bang for your buck out of a cruise. You really do. Plus, you know, it's the same same thing at casinos and shit, and I gamble, so I get free rooms on cruises. Uh So, it's the same thing as having Vegas perks. But you get free cruises... Because you gamble. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a never-ending, it's like a genie asking a genie for more wishes. Right. Like it just keeps perpetuating. Yeah. And that's the same thing as Vegas, right? So when you gamble, they offer you free rooms and they upgrade you in this and that and you fucking, you know, spend a ton of money to build Vegas. Um, but you're in Vegas the whole time. Yeah. Like when you do a cruise, man, like I know we go to Mexico all the time. It's a weekend thing. It's fucking easy. But even if you don't get off the boat, if you just look at it as a three-day three-day vacation where somebody's going to cook for you and uh-huh. clean for you and you can sleep and eat and fucking do whatever you want cruise all day dude the best sleep i get in my life is on a cruise ship oh yeah like i can sleep in on a cruise ship it's a weird phenomenon but i wake up at like eight o'clock and i'm like what the fuck it's it's the half the day's wasted blah 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 but like yeah, yeah said, for you it's but it's a mindless I don't have to worry about it. With Vegas, it's like, okay, where are we going to eat? What are we going to do? Is there a show? Are we going to gamble? Are we get this cruise ship. You get up, you go to the buffet, you do whatever. The restaurants are good. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. What about you, David? For me, it's going to be easy just because cruises on my part. I've never been on a pleasure cruise, <laughs> so the only cruise <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been on is deployment. <laughs> so um, for me, it's Vegas because I've never been on a cruise. But I'm assuming a pleasure cruise would be great. Yeah, it's um, different. It's fucking different. Yeah. yeah, so so for me, it's Vegas. Until I go on a pleasure cruise, I'm pretty sure I'll change the the viewpoint on that. But when well, I hear cruises, I think about being deployed. So If you stop being a pussy, you can come on a cruise with us. <sighs> if work lets me go, man. Yeah, well. I mean, my priorities goes hunting and then, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, 100%. Leisure, yeah. So. And I was, I was absolutely against going on cruises because I'm like, I don't like being on a boat. And then <laughs> I started, like, deep sea fishing and shit, and it calms me. Like, the sound of the water, like, just... 
takes me back, dude. Like, I don't miss any part of being in the Navy, but I slept hard on the boat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I fucking, bro, I would, like, I jumped into a time machine, and I'll see you tomorrow. Like, it was I, I fucking phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And it was, and it was nothing big. It was nothing spacious. It was nothing comfortable. It wasn't a fucking pillow top. It was just a fucking mattress. I got the best sleep of my whole life when I was in the military. Just something about it. Yeah, I, I have the best and worst because, you know, depending on where you sleep at on the ship. Yeah, if you're on the O3 or whatever. If you're yeah, like, I slept underneath, you know. The cats the, and shit. The catapults, and then I slept underneath the resting gear. Mm. You know, that's where all the aircrafts are landing all night. So you hear just, boom, it's just banging, you know. So, and then, my like, for a long time when I came home, when I wasn't on the ship, I'd wake up, like, jumping up all, like, twitching right. and shit all the time, you know. But now I've been, you know, off a ship for over a year now, so I've been sleeping like a baby now. So Yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah. So let's get into our topic. David was talking about Coors Light. Yeah. It takes me back to my day. So we're going to tell <laughs> some drinking stories. Okay. And I'll, I'll start with a with a Coors Light one. Um, so all my buddies lived in the Quadrangles apartment complex at Arizona State. For college. You're talking college. Because yeah. we'll this is go. when you were allowed to drink. Yeah, sure. But we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll do all the stories. But this is, well, no, I was still like 19. <laughs> All my buddies have fake IDs. uh, Right next to the Quadrangles was a little strip mall, and there was T's Liquor. Mm -hmm. And Mr. T owned it. But not like, I pity the fool, Mr. T. I'm saying, pity the fool, Mr. T? And that's what they said first. They're like, dude, you know Mr. T owns this. I was like, fucking Mr. T? Like, B.A. Baracus? Like, really? And they're like, no, Mr. T is a little Asian man named (laughs) Mr. T. Uh, They would pretty much take any fake ID. Oh, I'm, of course. I'm pretty sure if you had a note from your mom that said, <laughs> sell my son Jack is 21, please sell him booze, they would. But anyway, they would always run specials. And a lot of times, they had specials on Coors Light. Hmm. And for a while there, Coors Light came out with 18 packs of 16-ounce cans. Hmm. And that was the strangest thing. But we would go, and it would be like 12 bucks for one, and you get the second one for a dollar. Yeah. So for 13 bucks, you get 36 16-ounce Coors Lights, and we would go, and everybody would throw in fucking twenty bucks, and all of a sudden you'd come back with like a pallet of fucking Coors Light. Like, hey, I need you guys to come over here and help me carry all this beer home. Yeah. So we drank Coors Light religiously, pretty much through college. I mean, it started as Bud Light. I don't know why. I everyone just started drinking Coors, and but maybe that's because it was what was always fucking on sale. But it was like Coors Light. Always on sale. Same thing. It would be like 20 bucks for a 30-pack. You get the second 30-pack for a dollar. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh. So I drink hard overseas. Like I have uh, many, many, many. I've seen the whole world from the inside of the bar. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't travel much when I went out. And, and fucking even me and David wrote elephants, right? So we're in, we're in Thailand. And we're like, what are we going to do, man? So we go and to the zoo and... David's taking pictures with this monkey who's wearing his glasses and like all kinds of just crazy shit. Just imagine third world country. You can do whatever the fuck you want. We were there. For no money too. Yeah. Right? Thailand's like stupid cheap. Super cheap. So it was, uh, so we're uh, like, like, fuck it. We can ride elephants back here. So we go, we talk to the guy and we're like, hey, we don't want to ride the elephants together. We each want our own elephant. And he was like, all right, um, no problem. Uh, you see that that building over there? We're like, yeah. He's like, go buy beer. Go buy like a six pack. We're like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah, no, no. So, so we each go buy our own six pack. We come back and they're like, all right, jump on, fucking. So we just drank beer and rode elephants <laughs> through the fucking jungle. Yeah, but it's not like you think. 
riding elephants. It's not like gliding through whatever. You're like getting rocked. Oh, you can ride all time. Like the whole time. I mean, it's a big, huge animal, and it yeah. doesn't go smoothly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so they're not gracious by any means. Yeah, and the guy's sitting on the front, like you know, like of his neck. You know, fucking right behind his ears, and he's telling him, like, hey, go this way, go that way. He has his feet, like, in the back of its ears, you know. And I don't know if your guy was doing it, but my guy was picking, like, those big leaves. Yeah, making shit And making, it. like, a grasshopper on a leaf, like, doing crazy fucking stuff the whole time. That's fucking rad. And I remember thinking, like, nobody's going to believe me. <laughs> there is no way anybody's going to believe this shit. Yeah, uh, David there to back it up, though. Well, yeah. I mean, like, later. Well, yeah. Well. well, later on with that story... Where we went up going later, that was horrible. Yeah, we went to the ping pong show. Yeah, that was horrible. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. turned into the dart show, which turned into the this show, which turned into the that. It was fucking terrifying. So, another friend of mine named Jeff Parnakian, he's a friend of the show and a friend of mine growing up. Uh, we started drinking together when we were very young. We yeah. started drinking together before high school. Huh. But Jeff was a medic. For the Navy, and he got attached to a Marine Corps unit, and he had a Marine that went to the ping pong show yep. and essentially caught a ball in his mouth. Terrible uh, idea. And then he ended up getting an STD. Of course he did. And Jeff was looking at the guy like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Like, you're not the first to catch it. Somebody else was probably in there. Before the show, yeah, so... 100%. So, I love Marines, um, <laughs> but also, god damn if they don't do the dumbest shit on the fucking planet in the name of the Marine Corps. <laughs> oh, well. oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, all, at the end of the day, like, I love all branches. You know, we have a good banter between, yeah, between each other, you know, but we all, like, you know, Marines talk shit to us. We talk shit back to them, you know. Like I said, that was a Marine, retired and stuff, and he would talk shit all the time, and i tell him, you know... The only good Marine is submarine, and we go back and forth, you know, just <laughs> talking shit. Yeah, man. So I remember, um, I think I told the story of when Toby saved my life in Japan, so I won't I won't bore our listeners yeah. with that one again, but um, we were in Hong Kong. So when you pull into Hong Kong, you have to anchor out because there's you can't bring an aircraft carrier in there. When you get on the little boat, man, you go to, go to the pier, and they have those, um, and they were probably the first people to have the fucking yardsticks where it's like the towers, the towers where you put ice at the bottom, keeps your beer cold the whole time, whatever. Yeah. That's probably the first place I ever had that. Like, you know, everybody who listens to this show knows Toby's just a fucking, just likes to drink. Toby just, that guy could put it down. I've never seen anybody put beer down like Toby. Not ever. Like, and he just, I mean, David drinks and David can, um, David can do that. Uh, what's that yardstick? What is that thing where you, you put two beers in and you fucking... Oh, like a beer stick. David's a, a, yeah, David's a, a chugger. David's I, a I chug can master. Chug, I can chug beer yeah. pretty fast. Yeah, David so drinks fast. So like, there are very few people that can beat me on Yeah, chugging. when we're playing flip cup and shit, David, David fucking... David kills it. But do you shotgun beer? Or are you good at I shotgun? shotgun? I can do it. I mean, like, just... I, I'm a magician with beer. You see oh. it and then you don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just... Uh, yeah, David, David, like... He'll, like so, so David's a hustler. So I'll get back to my Toby story in a second. But David's a hustler. So I remember first time hanging out with David, the first couple of times, he's like, hey, I bet I can, uh, on a pool table, hey, he stacked two balls at the back corner, and he goes, hey, I bet I can hit that top ball without hitting the bottom ball. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Like, no, you can't. And then he fucking <laughs> smacks the fucking table, the fucking ball falls, and the other one rolls out of the way, and then he hits it, and it's like, now you owe me money. So David's a hustler like that. But David, you know, David's not doing it if you're not 
If it's not a bet, if it's not a gamble, if it's not a wager, Dave's not doing it. He's very competitive. I'm fucking degenerate. Let's yeah. just be real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, but no, so we're in, uh, we're in Hong Kong with Toby, and I've never paid for a meal overseas. Not once ever. So, it's me, Toby, our buddy Rocky, Gracia, which he, I, I lost complete touch with that guy. I have no idea where he is, but if he ever hears this, man, hey, uh. Shout out to Rocky Grassi. He was a really good, really fucking solid dude, man. And then uh, Justin, my buddy Kenzel. So we're at the pier and we're getting fucking drunk as shit. And like we're annihilated before we even go into town. Oof. So we start walking through town and, and Toby the bully <laughs> is like, he's sober. He's like the only fucking sober one. And uh, he's telling my buddy Justin like, Hey, you're a pussy if you don't do this. You know, like, like, yeah, oh, just God. fucking razzing his ass, right? So, he's like, oh, I know, I'm no bitch, blah blah blah. So he tells him, go get in that water fountain. There's a big fucking water, like, big fucking water fountain, and Justin jumps in it. And Toby's like, no, swim in it, you pussy. <laughs> so what does he do? He fucking swims in it, right? So now he's soaked. We had just gotten into town. We're gonna go eat. We go to this spot. I don't. Bro, it could have been fucking anything. I have no idea. I don't remember. But we go eat. And Justin's like, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And we're like, okay. And time goes, and time goes, and time goes, and he doesn't come back. Uh-oh. So in the Navy, you need a Liberty Buddy to go out. Uh-huh. So he was mine. So now I'm like, fuck, how do I explain this? How do I get back on the boat without my Liberty Buddy? We start walking back, you know, and, the, and Toby's like, fuck it. And Toby's like, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I trust you. You shouldn't. No, God no. Bad decision number one. <laughs> so, so we start walking back, man, and we go get back by that fountain, and there's a um, like a block wall, like a three foot retaining wall around like a tree. It's me, Toby, and Gracia, and we sit on it. Toby's on my left. I'm in the middle. Rocky's on the right. Rocky says, "Hey, man, we need to make sure that we get Medbury back to the boat. Like that's the most important thing." And Toby looks over at him and says, "Shut the fuck up. Medbury's my fucking friend. You don't fucking worry about him." <laughs> And, like, Toby, bro, like, I have no idea, like, how I stuck to Toby so well, but Toby looked out for me through everything. Like, everything. Even, like, this, where he's just, like, fucking, Ben Barry's my friend, dude. Don't fucking, don't you fucking tell me what I need to do. And he goes, he goes, hey, no. And he goes, if you tell me one more thing about Medbury, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm sitting in the middle of these two motherfuckers. And they're big. Gracio is a monster. Gracio got washed out of SEAL training. Yeah. Like, come from, like, a lineage of... A lineage. Yeah, his grandfather, his dad. His dad was a captain. SEALs. Yeah, like, like, monster. He was going to He wasn't to tall, training. but he was just a stocky, no, stout he was a stocky motherfucker. He had some problems in Buds, got in a fight. You know, he was getting muzzle swept during live fire and shit. Like, he made it. I mean, the motherfucker was going to be a SEAL. He got in a fight, and they said, we're going to make an example of you. And they kicked him out of... And they told him, you can never come back. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So, they're... I mean, the military's like that, right? They're just dickheads to be dickheads. Yeah. So, to, to put it in perspective, you know, Toby's a monster, but Rocky was no fucking no little guy. <laughs> Rocky leans over me, and he goes, I said we need to make sure Medbury gets back to the fucking boat. Toby goes, I fucking told you. Toby stands up and hits him. Just fucking drills him. And I'm like, okay, well, he's dead. <laughs> no. Gracio fucking jumps up. Two bears fighting each other. It was just fucking blow for blow. Just each of them, just fucking nonstop, just hitting the fuck out of each other. And I'm like, oh fuck, man. Like, is this my fault? You know, I'm sitting there like, like fuck, man. I feel bad. Like, I just need my buddy, and I need to get back on the boat. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I tell him, hey guys, we're gonna go to jail in a foreign country, and we're all gonna get fucked. 
and instantly they stop. You're going to get court-martialed. Yeah, they stop. They fucking, they both stop. But what do you, no, Navy captain's mask. Yeah, captain's well, it, I mean, it all depends on, on the severity of what, right. you know, yeah. like, if they, it all depends on what laws and treaties we have for different countries, because right. sometimes it's going to hold you without, like, you know, yeah. any fuck agreements. You, like, hey, yeah, fuck oh, you, shit. we're not turning you over, because yeah. we don't have to, you know, kind of stuff. Yeah. So these motherfuckers are beat up. Like, they got in a fucking car accident. Toby split over his eye. Like, they're both bleeding everywhere. Are you in uniform? No, no, no. No, it's okay. when, when, you're, when you're in, like, a different country and you get, like, a port, you're able to be in civilian clothes. You know, when you say civilian okay. clothes, just means, like, you're regular Yeah, like, clothes. whatever you wear. Yeah, Not like military uniform. What we yet. look like right now. Yeah. yeah. So I tell them that, and they stop, bro. And they both look at me, and they're like, fuck, you're right. So they go to the water fountain and splash fucking water right. on their face to get the fucking blood off. And Toby above his eye is split. I mean, like, fucking open. Well, and head wounds don't. Like UFC fights, they stop UFC fights and boxing matches because you're bleeding too much. Yeah, yeah. it goes over your eyes yeah, and stuff. It's yeah. hard to, like, close that, and you bleed like a yeah. motherfucker out oh, of yeah. your head. Yeah, so, and, you know, he's splashing water, splashing water, splashing water, and it's not helping. So he puts a hat on. <laughs> and they go walking back to the boat, and they're like, God damn, what the fuck happened to you guys, you know? Like, we're waiting for in the Liberty Boat line, you know, trying to get back. Toby's like, oh, we fell down some stairs. <laughs> we, 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 we as a team. Yeah, yeah, we, we were both, holding hands. Yeah, we, we fell down some stairs. And uh, <laughs> they were like, okay, are the three of you guys living? Everybody's like, yeah, we all signed out together. So we got back to the boat and found fucking Justin. And we're like, dude, what the fuck? And he's like, bro, I was so drunk and terrified. He's like, I fucking, I had to get out of there and wet and miserable, just cold fucking. Yeah. And I'm like, don't jump in water fountain, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Just to show you, like, how Toby doesn't give a fuck kind of thing, we have this thing called Tiger Cruise. And what that means is, like, <laughs> you do a deployment, you're coming back towards the end of your deployment, and you pull into Hawaii or, or, or a certain place, okay? You fly family members out. It can't be, like, your wife or nothing, you know, because obviously... Yeah, they don't want you to have know, sex on the boat. But yeah. you can fly, like, a friend or a grandpa. I mean, there's, like, health regulations and stuff. You can't bring, like, a two-year-old, stuff like that. But anyways, so one of our, you know, family friends, I'm... Uh, this guy's name is uh, Zach. No, his name's Specs. His name's Specs. He's a freckly fuck, so we call him Frickly Specs. You know? <laughs> yeah, his name's um, Specs. So he he came on. He met me in Hawaii, and then he came on, and so he's a civilian, you know. Obviously, and they're kind of like hands off. They're civilians, you know. Like yeah, they're not. They're there's not moms into our, out. Yeah, yeah. There's moms out there, dads, you know, uncles and grandpas and all kinds of stuff. Brothers, sisters, all walk around the ship. But they live with you in your birthing where you live. They live there. They pretty much fly out, meet you in Hawaii, and then they come back the last five days stay on the ship with you. Okay. And obviously the, the Navy like buys like good food and like there's all yeah. cool events, they'll do air shows <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. You know, it's, yeah, a, like, it's we, a, like we've been eating good the whole time we've been gone. No, we eat like shit and then family comes on and they're I like, don't, oh, I don't say like we eat like shit. I, eat, I think I eat great. I like eating. You so. eat good because you're a chief, you cocksucker. Oh, maybe. <laughs> so, hey, make me a fucking bacon cheese omelet. Like, fucking <laughs> Okay. Well, so we're sitting there, and we're down in the birthing. Birthing is where you sleep at. Yeah. You know, that's your, your your space. And the way it is, three racks high. So it's fucking just little coffins, man. They're so tiny. Zach's sitting there down. Specs is sitting there, like, down in his fucking cube. We call it cube. is this little tiny area where you're Because it's three and three, and you have about a two-and-a-half-foot space. Yeah, it's small. It's, it's small. Like it's, not, big, it's not much. Yeah. And and he's sitting there playing his Game Boy or one of the fucking game systems. It's so long ago. This is fucking, yeah, like, 2010 really, yeah. or some shit. I don't fucking know. Well, Toby, you know, he'd walk around in the birthing just in boxers. He's a big-ass fucking big bitch, you know. So <laughs> You met Toby. Yeah. Right. yeah, so he's sitting there walking in. Him, him and there's about two guys that were like fucking, they're like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. It was fucking Josh Woolley and then uh, uh, Newcomer. They were always like, all three of them yeah. were just like Toby's like sidekick, you know. And uh, so Specs is sitting there playing his game, and Toby walks in with fucking just his boxers, and he's looking at Specs. 
And he's like, hey, I've never been with a redhead before. And he fucking looks at him and specs like sitting down looking up at this monster <laughs> dude in boxers. <laughs> and then Josh, you know, Wooly like picked it up instantly, knew exactly where it was going, oh, and fucking God. fed into it. He was like, bro, these dudes fed off <clears throat> each other. He was like, no. Toby, like, leave him alone. He's a good guy. Zach's a good guy. I like Zach. Is Wooly a big dude like Toby? No, no he's not a big dude, but, no. he's, but he just, like, he just, they can feed off each other. Wooly, yeah. No, Wooly is... He's wild as fuck, too, He's a fucking wild motherfucker, but he's not a big dude. Okay. But he was, like, he just knew exactly where it was going, so he, like, put that into He's like, he's like, no, man, leave him alone, Toby. Like, he's a good I like Zach. He's a good guy. <laughs> and Toby was like, get the duct tape, Wooly. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, Zach. And he walks away, grabs duct tape, <laughs> comes over, brings it to fucking Toby. Toby goes, and starts walking towards Zach. Zach's like getting in the rack and like hiding and shit and all scared shitless. And he walks up close to him and he was like, I'll be back later for you. And he fucking leaves, you know, fucking all night. I just see Zach like looking out. We have curtains <laughs> to give you privacy. Yeah. You see his little head peeking out all night, just scared shitless, waiting for Toby to come there, you know. I was like, God damn. Like, he didn't give dick. no fuck, you know. But that's the humor that we have because there's, I mean, like, literally when you're out for as long as we were, do we did nine-month deployments and shit. When you're out for that long, you have to, like how um, Carlos was saying, like, you know, they walk up to a scene, they have to joke and laugh and yeah. like, to get your mind off of it. We had to do stupid shit like that to keep our minds off the fact that we're gone. And, like, we've been we've been gone. So it starts early, man, like... I remember one time we all shaved our fucking heads, except for Adam Cadis. My boy Cadis was like, I'll be the hair representative. The whole, everybody. Everybody in the brotherhood shaved their fucking, everybody that, in our division. That started with me, because, you know, our boss at the time was like, your hair's getting out of regs, you know, which regulations, you know. And uh, it's like, fuck it, I'm just going to shave my head. And then I shaved my head, then another person did, and next thing you know, we're like, fucking, you're shaving your head and holding people down besides, oh, dude. besides, oh, the they're, they're yeah. going up like, just clipping motherfuckers to <laughs> nothing. And we were night check, so we rolled up, you know, night check, you know, you have day shift and a night shift, so we rolled up the whole night shift, just bald, like, just, just standing to the side, bald, like, it was like, what the they're fuck? They're like, so our boss is sitting in front of us, and they're looking at us like, what the fuck is going on? We're I think like, you played oh. some fucking shenanigans. You gotta do it to keep yourself safe. Well, the thing about the, the Toby thing about that is, like, he doesn't even know Zach. This is a civilian that he has, and he has no problem just fucking going beast mode on somebody. Oh, yeah. And like fucking, like, like well, you, you knew someone for a you while. You well, could... He did the same shit with me. <laughs> Here, when he came out for Jared's birthday, he was like, I like redheads. And I started told him, I'm like, you're a mountain of a man, but I'll fucking murder you. I'm not going to try to fight you where this is, this is where we stand. I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. And he was like, ha, ha. I'm like, no, dude, I'm serious. I will shoot you in the fucking face. So, yeah. I, I never got that end of it. Like, I was always on the on the other side, like, looking and laughing at people and shit. Like, he would super foofy. No, like, God, he came up with this super... Man. So, so foofy is when Ugh. you fart in somebody's face. Super foofy. So, we had a... Um, so, the whole ship's just pipes, right? And the, the AC things are probably seven inch. It's like a seven inch on the bottom, then it goes up four inches, oh, seven inches on the top. And I see where this is going. <laughs> and, and then we had couches right next to this thing. So, and I think that, I think it was Embleton. Yeah, no, was, yeah, dude. I think it was, it was my buddy Miles. Embleton got the fucking business yeah, he from Toby. Fucking, like, it was, like, fucking not fair. Like, yeah. we walked down to birthing, Toby would be naked in his rack just sitting there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> your, your only sacred space you have in the whole fucking ship where it's just, like, a, a rack you sleep in and then some big, giant fucking dude is yeah. naked sitting there. You're naked like, what in the your fuck, bed. dude? You can't do anything about it. So, he, uh, so Toby lifts himself up, wraps his legs around the top, and I think... Josh. No, it was fucking Chaloux. 
That he did too. Did he do it to Shalou? Oh, Shalou. he did it to Shalou, so that's another fucking guy I'll tell you stories about. But somebody sprayed baby powder in his ass. Yeah. And he farted, and like baby powder fucking <laughs> hit this motherfucker in the face. Just poof. Like just fucking. Just a fucking they called it a super foofy. And I mean, like, he's a bully, man. But oh my God, if I was on the other end of it, I would hate his fucking guts. But I'd, like, some people liked me in the military, and some people fucking hated me. Toby treated me like I was his fucking kid, dude. I, I just never, not ever fucked with me. Never did anything bad to me. Never fucking, never, you know, and I appreciate that from him because I would lose in a fight to Toby. Oh, yeah. He's a fucking monster. Yeah, you lucked out. But oh, yeah. I always wanted to fight him. You almost did. I mean, well, so let's we'll get, get we're, we're fucking, we'll, we'll maybe come back to that one. Because yeah. we're telling drinking stories. And, and not because I don't like him, because I love the dude. He's fucking amazing. But just because when I was younger, I was so small and fucking. Yeah, when you, when you joined, you were a little dude. So I'm going to tell a story about drinking and fighting. And then I want David to tell my favorite drinking, fighting story ever. And you were there, Jarrett. I was always there. I was there for everything. Actually. You were there. I was there but for a lot of things. I'm gonna tell mine, and then and David has to tell his because it's my fucking favorite thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And when I was in Arizona State, we uh, one of our doormates moved out like middle of freshman year, and he moved into a house with three other dudes, and we're like, "Oh shit, you have a house!" And they're like, whatever, 23, 24 year old, and he had a roommate named Ray. Ray was a little guy. Ray was like five six, hundred and twenty five, hundred and thirty pounds, soaking wet. Ray was crazy. Ray would get naked mm-hmm. at every party. They had a pool. Ray would get naked. He would throw all the pool furniture into the pool, and he would jump in the pool, and he would just run around. He was like a child. Mm-hmm. And Kevin, our buddy, was big dude like you, Jared. Mm-hmm. He was probably Kevin was probably six two, six three, probably two fifty. Big quiet kid from Chicago. Barely talked. I mean, he would talk to you, but you would have to carry the conversation. Yeah. He wouldn't talk to you anyway. In their kitchen, their kitchen was weird. In their kitchen was their washer and dryer. In the kitchen? In the kitchen. At the mm. like at the end of the at the end of the countertop, and then there was the back door, and then there was their their kitchen table. Huh. Well, Kevin would sit on the dryer at every party. And the keg was always by the dryer. Of course. It was. And Kevin would sit up behind the keg and he would sit there. And when you wanted to talk to Kevin, you walked over and got a beer and you talked to Kevin. Mm. And Kevin was sitting there and Ray was getting drunk and Ray was getting mouthy, and Ray was a little guy, and Ray started talking shit to Kevin. Mm. And Kevin's like, whatever. Like, eh. And Ray spit at Kevin. Mm. And we all went, mm, you shouldn't know that. <laughs> and Kevin kind of looked down, and he looked up at Ray, and he goes, if you spit at me again, I'm going to fuck you up. And we all were like, the giant speaks. <laughs> oh, shit. And Ray goes, <laughs> And he spit, and it hit Kevin right in the middle of the chest. Mm-hmm. I've been talking center mass, and I, <laughs> I wish you could see it. In one fluid motion, Kevin just slid off of the dryer. His feet hit the ground, and he just anchored Ray. Boom! Hit him one time in the face as hard as he could. Bow! And we're sitting at the table playing asshole and watching this, <laughs> and Ray just, it was one motion. Blam! And Ray hits the ground. And Kevin just sat right back up on the dryer and was quiet again like nothing happened. <laughs> and we're all sitting there like, uh... And somebody finally raised, you know... <laughs> <laughs> fucking sleeping. Dude, he's, he's fucking out. And we're, we're fucking shattered. We're, we're drunk. We kind of nurse Ray back to health. And Ray finally gains consciousness. He freaks out. 
I can't fucking believe you guys let him do that to me. I can't. We're like Ray. That we couldn't stop him. We didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. We knew he was going to roll off that fucking, fucking dryer. He warned you, you motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, too. Like, I feel zero sympathy for people who get warned. Like, Because there's there's antagonizers, right? So there's people who will fuck yeah. with you because they're like, oh, you're not going to do anything. Yeah, that's that was like race thing. Yeah. And like, it was yeah. just like, yeah, dude, you, you really deserve that. The next day, you know, Ray, Ray started losing his mind and went in his room and was screaming and yelling. And we kind of finished the night. We came back the next day. <laughs> And Ray had two black eyes. <laughs> and, like, the whole side of his face was swollen. Yeah. He had a fat lip, a black eye, his nose. I was like, it looked like Kevin hit him in the face with a fucking shovel. <laughs> but that's just how big Kevin was. And Kevin just had this, like, shit-eating grin on his face. Like, eh, that's what you get. And now you know. Now you know. Mm-hmm. Fuck around and find out. F-A-F-O. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> All right, now, David, you got to tell, tell the... So there's so many stories, but I know oh, the story no. you're talking about. Like yes. we've had so many drunken stories. So me and Jared had a party house. Um, yeah, man, we were technically bachelors at the time, and we technically well, no, because we weren't. We, we were married and whatnot, you know, and you know we had yeah. that shit. In, but at, in this house is where David married Katie. Yeah, like towards the end of this house, David married Katie. Yeah. Like, while we we're while we we're there, I was with Katie though at this time because um, I remember like. The, the oh yeah, story. you're a protector. Yeah. yeah. So um, we had the fat party house. Everyone show up. We had, like I said, everything from eight way beer beer bongs. We had strobe machines, fog machines, strobe lights, and we had a strip pole in the middle. Just all time cakes and everything. I would walk into my house and it'd be full of David's friends, and and they'd be looking at me. I'm like, I fucking live here. <laughs> Don't like you got a fucking problem. They'd just be staring at me. I'm like, this is my fucking house, and they're like, oh, you're David's friend. Like, yeah. Yeah, and roommate. Yeah, <laughs> that room over there. Yeah, no, it's mine. Yeah, the master bedroom right there. Well, I set Jared up when we when he first introduced my friends. You know, like I was like, oh, hey, yeah, these motherfuckers. Like no one fucked with Jared. Um, I made sure of it. You know, I was like, hey, this dude will fucking beat the brakes off me. You know, so none of them fucking. <laughs> and David could beat the shit out of all of his friends, so yeah. they were fucking terrified. Oh, so they no one no one ever fucked with fucking Jared. You know, they're like, I'm not fucking this dude's a, to beat the shit out of me. So they're like, okay, I'm not gonna fuck with him. You know, so yeah. he never. Ever got, you know, there's certain people that you fuck with, certain people you don't, you know, sure. especially the aggressors, you know, like yeah. sometimes I need to get humbled and shit. Like I needed to get humbled numerous times and I did. Jared never fucked with people, you know, he was always the cool guy, like, you know, cool, calm, collective. Yeah, Not yeah. like now, but. Not like now. No. So we're, we're, ha- we're having this fat party and there's everyone, random people I don't really know are there too, you know, like all over, you know. I think it was a whole bunch of fucking like skinhead dudes. I don't know. There was it. a, so somebody invited a bunch of skinheads. Like people would just show up at our house. Dude, we'd leave for work in the morning at four o'clock in the morning. And people are still partying at our house. Yeah, it was a party fucking house. We're man. like, bro, I, I find my uniform. I'm fucking getting ready to go to work, and I'm like, where the fuck is my uniform at? And I go over like fucking some girls wearing it over in like a corner and shit, like my top. I'm like, give me my shit. Give me my shit. Bro, I gotta go to work. People well, would still be at our house. The uh, story went like it was just we're all partying, have a good fucking time. I don't know these people. I don't know half the people at my house anyways. Neither Jared doesn't know like you know all these people either. And we're sitting there, and cops come because it's loud as fuck. You know, like they get called noise, and we're kind of like the way it's. Our houses, we're away from everything. Yeah, and the sticks. So you yeah. Call. Yeah, so, so it's hard for, like, you know, like, to get the cops called on us. We didn't get cops called on us pretty much a lot at all, you know, and we were through parties all the time. But they're out front. Jared's talking to them because Jared's, like, the smooth operator, you know. And, fuck and I'm sober. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the most sober person in the house for sure. <laughs> and and I'm not going to say the guy's name, but, uh, um, you know, it's one of our buddies, you know. We're sitting there, and he's from Alabama. You know, and he's older at this time, you know. Uh, he was older than all of us, and he was a, a good dude. We're sitting there, and 
there's this big ass bat dude. I forgot his name, but he was yelling like "fuck the police, fuck the police." Well, Why Jared's talking. talking to him, trying to like calm him down? Fuck like, hey, shit, hey, I'll turn the music down. We'll be calm. Yeah. And all you hear coming from the house is "fuck the police," and I'm like, oh fuck, oh, fuck that guy. And our buddy was like, "shut the fuck up, fat ass," you know. And I guess this guy was like. <laughs> Some big, big wig. I don't fucking know who he was, but, you know, he was like, what? And I was surprised that, you know, our buddy was talking shit to him, you know? Yeah. Long story short, cops leave, and they get into it. And, you know, our homeboy, he just was throwing hands, like, just mopping people up. And then, <laughs> like, the girls that the skinheads were with were, like, trying to, like, stab our wives and shit with broken glass bottles. So they, so we had a granite countertop. They broke every single bottle that we had in that house in the, on the granite countertops. They chipped the fuck out of the whole granite countertops. Jeez. And then the last bitch was She got a pop-off bottle, a plastic bottle. <laughs> hitting it over she and over. Like she why it wouldn't break. Yeah, so we were laughing like, yeah. at her. But you were saying the guy was, it was like slow motion. He oh, dude, just, yeah. So he would throw hands. He wasn't like a, a quick or, or like just anything impressive. It was just a slow... <laughs> he would just... Boom. Boom. And then he would hit this guy. Like, he hit a couple of them. But he hit the one guy came at him. He just... Hit him, he fell on his knee, and he would get back up, and he would just <laughs> hit him again. He just kept going up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. I was like, fuck, dude. Like fucking whack-a-mole. He just would fall on one knee, stand back up, and he would get hit again and drop back down. And at this time, the the girl was like, had this broken glass bottle of, I don't know, like vodka or something. I don't know what the fuck it was, but she was trying to, you know, fight his wife and then, you know, my wife too. And I'm sitting there and I'm put him behind the corner and I'm like shielding, shielding them, putting like, you know, like I'm going to save them from some glass bottle getting stabbed and shit. I wasn't going to hit a fucking girl. That's just not my thing, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm there blocking and holding it, you know, and like trying to protect the girls and shit and the, that one girl's coming with a bottle to stab. I look over, the first one I look over to my buddy Lee. I was like, fucking help me, you know, kind of shit, you know, and he kind of grabbed her hand he got like stabbed to like the bone, you know. With yeah, that. and he was a tattoo Jesus. artist, and she had his tattoo hand. Yeah, Ooh. she stabbed him to the bone, and then like kind of pushed her off, and then Jarrett, she went to stab me, and Jarrett grabbed her hand, and then I think she bit Jarrett. She fucking bit me. <laughs> and then you know, kind of like pushed her off, whatever. And then our homeboy comes around, and he just you know, she comes by, and he's just bone dropped her, <laughs> let her the fuck out. Hey, left, right, left, right, everybody in the way. He was just hit. like going slow motion, like just like some slow dude just laying every person out, one hit, one hit, and then just kept dropping, mopping the whole party Bro, up. You know. Left, right? I, I, I don't condone hitting women, but if they're trying to kill you, like... Yeah. Well, well, that's, that's, you know, like I said, I, I understand, like, I just can't do it. Like, it just wasn't in my body, you know, like, I'm about to just get stabbed like a human sacrifice and shit. Stab me. But he didn't give no fucks. She, like, she, she came at him and she was expecting, like, guys just to keep doing what they're doing. He said, no, go to sleep, bitch. Go to sleep, bitch. Bro, those girls were swinging that thing so wildly that they stabbed their own fucking... They stabbed their own friend. Yeah, their own boyfriend or whatever. Like, they were at the hospital because they come back. The cops came back. The cops came back, dude. Fucking, uh, they knocked on the door, bro, and they rushed in the fucking house. They're like, hey, fucking, we told you guys, you know, one of these motherfuckers, somebody said that you guys are in here with fucking knives and guns and all this shit, and we're like, look, dude, like... <laughs> no, everybody that's asleep... <laughs> yeah. No, so they already gone by they, had, they had left because they were done having fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I so, guess they all got fucking knocked out. Yeah, yeah. So, so the cops come back. They fucking start like fucking coming around our house and shit. And we're like, hey, we're all in the military, man. Like, we were just having a party. We don't know those guys that came out of nowhere. And he's like, well, who stabbed the guy? And we're like, his girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, the one with the bottle? Yeah, so we're showing him, like, hey, they broke all these bottles. There's fucking glass everywhere. I'm like, they they were being aggressive. And he's like, hey, man, that's a nice beer pong table. So then they're, they're like, fucking, you know, one guy was a Marine and shit. And he's like, no, dude, I understand. Fucking totally get it. Blah, 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 blah. And he said, hey, so you know the guys that were here that aren't here anymore, they're at the hospital, 
they're a problem. And if they come back, you guys need to be ready for that. Uh-huh. So we're like, fuck, okay, great. You know, and this guy's, you know, like, all right, well, you know, you're a problem, man, but you're telling the cops to come roll my pad because you got stabbed here. Like, like you're kind of a little bit of a bitch. You're a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. none of us invited him. Like I said, it was someone at the party. And you know how parties go. Like, hey, yeah. there's a party here. And then the one person says another person, yeah. another person, so on and so forth. You know, like, that's just how that went. So we didn't even know these guys. And, did, you know, they were a group of, you know assholes and shit and you know they left and they kind of got what was coming to them yeah i mean and that's it's a humbling experience right like you think you're the baddest motherfucker on the planet and my nerd friend beats you up (laughs) like like my buddy who i like would never expect to fucking throw hands like that beating the shit out of all of your fucking homies all your ogs all your badasses are getting beat up by my older friend who's not fast and not crazy and not anything like that you'd expect doesn't train doesn't anything he's just a normal dude he's just accurate and powerful it's like it's like a fu- i mean yeah. he's not a bitch or nothing like no, you know no. but but at the same time like he just doesn't play that shit you know he's no, from he alabama not, yeah. he don't play that shit he fucking doesn't care he grew up a certain way so that's why like if a woman's gonna try to stab me i'm gonna fucking punch her you know oh, yeah. or a guy or whoever i don't give a fuck you know yeah he laid out their whole crew by himself and i was like nice <laughs> and like the whole time me and jared are trying to like play moderate because this is our house this is our house we're trying to get everyone out like like normal the normal me at somewhere else would not give a fuck back then i would be swinging in not for the girl but like the guys you know but this is our house we're trying not to prevent you know like fights and breaking shit and fucking cops getting called that's what we're trying to not do we're there to have a good time we're not there to fight um at least at my house like when when i went to other places when i was younger i was looking for fights and shit you know i'm saying that was what i was doing yeah no like back then i like to fight a lot like i like Aggression. I like to throw hands. It's fun. Like I said, I'm not a badass. I've had my ass beat plenty of times. I've cheap shot people, and they turn around and beat the fuck out of me. So like, I'm not one of those guys saying I beat everybody up. But I'm not scared to fight. Is my thing. That's yeah. always was a a key point. And then me being so short, like you know five nine, and then being like I was underweight, like 130 pounds, 140 pounds yeah. back then. I was like Napoleon complex where I was like, <laughs> like I gotta prove myself because everyone, like you said, everyone underestimated all the time. I had a big homie Jimmy monster you know big big hands size jimmy. too yeah big hands jimmy yeah yeah and he would lay people out too but everyone always like kind of dismissed me all the time you know so i was like throwing hands with and people. i'm calm right so i didn't ever re- really drink heavy and and i didn't i wasn't that guy who's needs to um drink steel reserve because it's there like i was like mm, i'm all right i can be picky yeah but also i have to drive and and i was in the military and i was very worried you know about getting fucked up and caught up and all this shit so i'm like i'll take you out we'll have i'll have a good time it doesn't matter but, you know, you go out, you drink, you have fun, blah, 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 blah. But I would always, always, always be like, you want to throw him? Yeah. 100%. Hey, Dave, we got a problem. Okay. And they'd be like, oh, your friend's a DP? They call him fucking DP. Your friend's a DP? I'm like, yeah. They'd be like, never mind. A DP? Yeah, Donkey That's my Puncher. Nickname. My nickname was DP. Donkey and... Puncher. But yeah, like I said, I don't do that anymore. Like, don't worry, I'm not scared to, but like, it's just not worth it to me. And people fucking can die, man. Like When you're young and you're a kid, it doesn't fucking matter. Dude, you fucking beat people up because they look at you wrong. Uh, exactly what I was going to say. You look at me wrong, I want to fight you. Yeah. I would go look for fights when I was younger in high school and stuff. Yeah. Now I'm older, man. I'm trying to like avoid a fight. Like You can talk shit to me. I'm like, I don't want to fight you, you know? Yeah. Not because I'm scared. No, you know? but little but, do they know that like <laughs> you'll get the shit kicked out of you. I don't need to fight anybody. Like I don't. I'm not that guy who's like, yeah, I need to be proved that I'm tough. No. Well, the good thing for you is you're a fucking big-ass dude, so people are not going to want to fight you. Someone like me, people think they can, you know, like... Right. 
like they look at it as like, oh, this is a, I can take this guy kind of thing, you know. Right. That's how it always was. That's my favorite thing too. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You start with him. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. It's like you kind of say that. So my my dad worked with this guy named Danny. Danny was a structural iron welder, and my dad's like your size. He's five nine. 165 pounds, like thinner than you are, but same thing. But my dad's nickname is Bear, and he's a my dad in his day would same thing like you. Oh, you got a fucking problem? We're gonna sort it out in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, we'll figure that out. But he said, We go to a bar with Danny, Danny's like same thing, like Toby size, like six, five, six, six, 300 pounds. And he goes, Danny is Jimmy. Everyone wants to fight him because they're the big guy and they want to test themselves, yeah, or he, they don't want to touch him. Yeah, and my dad goes, We're at a fucking bar. And we were working, they were kind of working out of town, we're sitting there, we're having drinks, and this dude comes up and starts fucking with Danny. And Danny goes, dude, I just want to have a drink, I don't want one of you little motherfuckers coming up here and trying to mess with me, like, I just want to have a couple beers and I want to be left alone. And my dad's sitting there like, looking at the guy like, you shouldn't, like, don't, and the guy kept coming after Danny, and my dad said... Danny stood up, and as Danny stood up, like, he's like Toby. He just kept, like... He kept going. He kept going, and the guy's looking up and up and up and up. And Danny's like, I fucking told you. I just want to have a couple beers. And the guy kept running his mouth. And he said Danny just grabbed him and literally threw him across the room. But he... Danny, like, picked him up and fucking threw him over a pool table onto another pool table. Oh, my goodness. And he was like, oh. And he turned around, and the bartender... They didn't have bouncers. The bartender pulled out a baseball bat, and Danny said, I'm going to finish my beer. You're going to put that fucking bat down, or I'm going to stuff it up your ass. I just want to finish this beer. If you got a problem, take it up with that guy on the floor over there. Right. And the, the bartender went, okay. And he put his fucking, put his bat back down, and that guy fucking, Danny looked at him like, hey, man, are we going to do sure? this? Yeah, and the guy yeah, was like, go? hmm. And they finished their drinks, and they paid their tab, and they left. And my dad was like, I've never seen anything like that in my life. And Danny goes, this happens all the fucking time. These little guys want to yeah, they want themselves. Yeah, they want to And he goes, try. I'm not out here looking for a fight. Like, I just I just like want to be like you. I just want to have a fucking beer. I wanna, yeah, that, that happened to Jimmy a lot. He's been sucker punched and all kinds of stuff because he was the biggest dude at the party. Yeah. And people just want to fucking punch for no fucking reason, you know, because they want to prove themselves or whatever. My favorite bar story, it didn't even go to a fight, but... uh because of my fallen locks, I love them. Um, we were at Bob Pitstop, the local mm-hmm. local, fucking, sure. local pub. It's me, Katie, Doug. I think Patty was there. I wasn't 100% sure. But this time, this is probably my best shape. I'm fucking shredded, you know. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm muscular. I feel good, you know. And I wear a white beater, all that shit underneath, you know. Any any opportunity I could take my shirt off, you know. I'm like, oh, I'm <laughs> yeah, all tatted yeah, up got to it. you, know, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, show the ladies the goods. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a gun show every day. So we're, we're sitting at the Bob's Pit Stop, and we're all hanging out. And just like I said, my wife and, and uh, Doug, and we're just drinking, and I think Patty, we're just having a couple beers and watching the football game or something. I don't know what it was. There's this uh, older gentleman. I think he was like 50 or 60 at the time. I'm like 24 probably. And we're sitting there drinking, having a good time, and he's fucking awesome. He's buying everyone fucking shots on the whole bar. He's a friendly guy. There's probably a group of kids that were a little older than me. It's like four of them. And they're talking shit to the guy because, you know, he was gay and, you know, no problem or like that. But they're just, like, talking shit to him for no reason. He kept talking shit like, oh, you want this pool stick, don't you? And they're playing with him, and he's buying them drinks and being nice. My father-in-law, which is the nicest guy in the world, who's probably never been in a fight in his life because he's just fucking... He's nice. He's a good dude. He's, he's a solid He's the greatest dude. person I know. 
Which is the wrong person to fucking wrong yeah. or fuck with. And yes. like I said, I don't know if he, I don't think he could even fight, but you know, like I would never let nothing happen to him. Right. So he said something to him, you know, not trying to fight him. He's like, Hey, leave him alone. And they started like fucking yakking at him. So I'm like, fucking took my shirt off in the bar, fucking I'm you know, guilty this time, I feel good. I'm like, Oh, and in my head, I already ran through the fight like seven times. Like I had, I had, I had, bro, I was so excited. I, I was like excited for. I wanted this fight to happen. Normally, you kind of get nervous for a fight. And, like I don't want to fight, but like maybe it was just a couple beers in me or whatever the case is. But I was like, oh, I'm gonna fucking break, beat the brakes off all four of them, you know. So I had a glass mug, you know, with a handle. My hand was wrapped around it. So in my head already vision. The first, the first guy, guy comes, I'm smashing his face like just smashing it. Like I was like, excited. Like, I'm gonna. I've never done this before. I want to do that. So we're David, sitting there. Wait, wait, wait. David's the kind of guy who will fucking destroy you with anything. There's no rules to a fight. Oh, there's no rules to a fight. No my dad taught fight. me that. Yeah. Oh, and your dad, oh, no. your dad taught you how to make counterfeit money and fight. And yeah. God bless that motherfucker <laughs> because those are the only one and two things that you need, but only one of them, one of them, one of them carries you through life and the other one will get you in prison. But Yeah, Jared was, Jared was at the house one time with my dad in L.A. and fucking me and my dad just started throwing hands in there. You know, he's like, what as the fuck? soon as he's we like, walked in the door... His dad threw a laundry basket at him so he would like catch it and starts just fucking banging on him. Damn. And I'm like, hi, I'm Jared. <laughs> so this is another piece of the David puzzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. so I'm sitting there and I take my shirt off. And, fuck, and Doug doesn't know what's going on because he doesn't fight. He's he doesn't fight, yeah. yeah. So, he's so you hot, David? What are you doing? Why are you taking it? Yeah, yeah. He looked at Katie and he was like, What's going on? Why did David take his shirt off? He's like, you're about to fight right now. He's like, what? He's like, what? I'm about to. He's like, do I, do I keep my shirt off? She's like, no, keep that shit on. Duck <laughs> had no clue what was going I mean, on. I mean, is it shirts versus skins? Yeah, What's yeah, going yeah, yeah. on? He had no clue. He's like, do I take my shirt off? He's like, no, keep that shit on. He was just clueless, you know. And he was going to fight. I was going to let it happen to him. But, you know, like, I don't know. It was a intimidation factor or whatever. I was excited. But like, what, I don't want to say they're leader, but whoever they're... Their guy that they listened to, you know, was like, hey, I apologize for him, and they bought us beers and whatnot. So it ended up being smooth, but I just love it because my father-in-law was there, and he had no clue, and he was like, oh, yeah, do I have, what do I do? <laughs> so little Mike. He's a crazy little fuck, too. He's a crazy little motherfucker. Yeah, you so, told me. So I love little Mike, and I'm, I am so proud of little Mike, and I haven't known him as long as you, obviously, but from the kid that I knew to the man that he is now, I could not be prouder of a person. He is... You know when you look at your friends and you're like, fuck, man, this guy's not going to make it. Like, you're going to be sitting on the side of the road at Huntington Beach asking for a change. And and not that he was a like, a like a piece of shit, but he was just, you know, a rocker and he was like, fucking didn't give a fuck about anything. And he was just a fucking little problem. Yeah. You know, and now he's doing well. He works for Boy George and shit, but... He would fucking hit you twelve times before you know that you were in a fight. <laughs> we always we always made a joke all the time because me, little Mike, and Jimmy, and whatever were us three. I always felt invincible with us three because Jimmy had the rock, you know, his big old fucking face. <laughs> yeah. and little Mike on the pebble, you know, like we all had our little like. If I know it was within three, like we, I wouldn't scare to nobody, you know. Even if we get beat up or not, but I knew like they had my back. Yeah, we were throwing, throwing hands, yeah. and I knew they had my my back no matter what. So that was good times, you know, like with little Mike, but. He said it perfectly. Like, all my group of friends, I think we kind of grew up with not, like, great home lives. So we didn't have, yeah. like, the love and shit from our family. So we reached out to our friends, and that was, like, the, the acceptance we wanted yeah. and shit like that. So yeah. so we leaned on each other, and that was, like, where we felt, like, family and at home. You know, I said earlier, I'm not close to my family. I love them all. I wish them the best, but that's just not my thing because I didn't grow up that way. I didn't yeah. grow up lovey-dovey, like, hey, you love each other, hug each other. It's just weird to me. So my friends were everything to me back then. 
we were all hoodlums, man. We, I mean, it was like most of us, but the path we were all heading, I'm surprised, you know, and I'm very blessed and ha- happy that we're all successful, successful in our own yeah. ventures in life, you know. You know, Mike's a, a dad, and he has a great career. Jimmy's, you know, a dad. It's going to be another, you know, He's gonna another, be another, another one. Another one. Well, and, and Mike's daughter's like 12, 13? Yeah, she's older. Yeah, yeah. Remember, like, it was like high like school. She started so, young. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she might be older than that. Really? Um, yeah. Because it was high school, and like... We graduated, or maybe it was right after high school, and I graduated, you know, seven, yeah. 16, 17 years ago. So it's close oh, to shit. So, yeah, she's older. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But, but a lot of times, like, if you're forced to kind of grow up young in that situation, and you either become a victim of it or you rise above it. Right. And it sounds like a lot of your friends and uh, your guys, and I love hanging out with your friends, like Jimmy and all your boys. As soon as I met them, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, these are my people. But, yeah. But you've all risen above. Whatever the fucking stereotype was, you kind of grew up as, but you were kind of forced to do that. Yeah, no, agreed. But like, you can go different paths. You know, like the path oh, sure. I was oh, yeah. headed, the way I was kept going, I was going to be in jail, a druggie, homeless, or dead. You know, like that's just the choices I was making and, and living. Um, I was kind of reckless living day to day. Same with my friends. We just did that. You know, we lived day to day. But luckily, we all made it out and did what we needed to do. Unless yeah, even, even, well. with, even with Jared, like. Don't get it twisted. Like, he's super successful now and fucking is killing. I'm very proud of him. But, like, in the Navy, I mean, he was fucking... <laughs> David's like, you're never going to make it in the world. Dude, he was... I didn't think... Not to be mean, I love Jared, and I wish him the best. He's fucking, you know, and he's fucking killing it, and he's fucking yeah. amazing. But when it came to, like, the Navy and, like, the way, you know, he worked and shit, I'm like, bro, like, in my head, I'm like, you need the Navy kind of thing, you know, because it's an easy ch- paycheck, yeah. but, I mean... Well, here's a good question for you, David, especially, because I know you you met Jared in the military. Uh-huh. But for these friends of yours that you grew up with, uh, how many of them went into the military? Um, I had one friend, David McGee. Oh, he yeah, went David into, McGee. Good dude. dude. Solid dude. Yeah, he always fought, too. And, like, he always got his ass whooped, but he always fought. I mean, he won some fights, but he always fucking, yeah. like, he was a guy getting black eyes all the time taking pictures. Like, I got a black eye. I'm like, motherfucker, like, you're always getting whooped. Yeah. But yeah. he joined the Navy and another buddy, Nick Fredrickson. That was about it. That was my friends, you know. And military-wise, that's all really, you know. So there's some friends that I know that I used to hang out in the grandma's garage and chill, whatever. And they're still kind of doing the same shit, you know. But my core group of friends are very successful and living a good life. And I'm very pleased and happy, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because you can take a wrong turn. Like, there's a lot of people we knew grow up, died, overdosed, oh, or yeah. in jail a long time, you know. Like, all kinds of things, you know. But my core group of friends that were my brothers that were, like, super important to me. They're doing, well. They're doing well. They're doing well, and well. I'm very happy about that. See, what's yeah. funny, too, is, like, I, again, I have a similar friend base as you guys, a little bit older, but a lot of my friends, like, almost all my friends joined the military. I went to college, and almost all my buddies went into the military, and they came back from basic training when I came back from my first semester at college. Right. But they, the military, like you say, like, the military, like, helped them out right. tremendously. Yeah, no, it set me up for life. It's been one of the greatest experiences for me. I needed it. I never wanted to join the military. Military wasn't really an option for me. <laughs> it was prisoner of the military. <laughs> my stepdad was a Marine, and me and him didn't get a very, get along very well. He was a very strict, like, fucking motherfucker. Would take the doorknobs, switch it on the outside, bolt the window shut, and lock you in your room. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'd have to knock to go to the bathroom. Like, I need to go to the bathroom kind of stuff, you know? It was like almost fucking, you know? So I never, I couldn't stand him, you know? Um... So growing up, I was like, I never wanted to join the military. I want nothing part of it, you know. But 
bad choices, didn't do well in school, not because I wasn't, you know, intelligent, I just didn't apply myself. Um, I was too busy partying and missing school. Yeah, no, and David's really smart, man. That's what, that's what, like, I know I give Dave, uh, Toby a lot of credit for being a genius, but David's smart too, man, and, and he lucked out doing what I did, because I was a fucking dummy. It's not the best job you could have, and David could have picked other jobs in the Navy. Uh, it ended up working out well, but you only picked this because you knew somebody who did this. Yeah, so for me, with the job that I picked, actually, we got in trouble. You know, I run, I got run on with, you know, as a juvie, you know, for fighting and stupid stuff. So it kind of prevented me from doing different jobs, you know, because you got clearances and whatnot. Um, I scored decent on the ASVAB, so I, I played, I, had, I was able, qualified for a lot of different jobs. Okay. And, um, one of our famous friends, you know, he's retired now. You know, he was a mass chief, which is, you know, the highest rank you can be enlisted-wise. Yeah. And he was the job that I did. But we'd go to the desert with him before I joined the Navy, and I looked up to him. Like, he was a fucking cool guy, super respectful, like, just awesome. He was a firefighter. Good yeah, good dude. Had his EMT bag, all that stuff. I'm like, man. And then, you know, so he was an aviation boatsman handler, and that's what I ended up being because of him, you know. So I had an option to change my job, but it's good. Yeah. And it's good for my family, and it's been a great thing, you know, so. Jared is, I didn't grow up with him, like, you know, like I have friends I grew up with that were, sure. that have really good friends, I have the best friends too, but, like, Jared is my best friend, like, the things we've done, you know, and I haven't, wasn't, I'm not the greatest best friend, you know, Jared's the greatest best friend, everyone knows that, if you know Jared, he's a fucking shit, he'll do anything for anybody, you know, and, uh, like, flying over to a big ceremony, like, he was there for me on that, you know, you know, my mom or dad, they didn't come to that shit, you know, but, like, Jared's there, I can always count on him to always be there for me, and he knows that, like, with anything, I'm here for him. Whatever yeah. he needs, I will fucking do whatever, you know. Um, so it's a good relationship. Like I said, Jared gave off the shirt off his back to anybody. That's why everyone who meets him, that's why he has that talent to open up to everybody and everyone just love him because he makes everyone feel good about themselves. He makes everyone feel like, hey, this is my best friend, you know. So yeah. Jared has that good skill set, and he's just a good person like all around. Thanks, I appreciate that. But I, like I say, man, to... To have a good friend, you have to be a good friend. Yeah. Like, and if, if you're not there for your people, that you cannot expect them to be there for you. Yeah, well, I, wouldn't, then, I wouldn't change anything ever no. for me growing up because it led oh, no. me where I'm at today. Like, even my mistakes that I did. Like, yeah. the mistakes that I made and got arrested. Like, all the things that I did and I messed up with, I wouldn't change anything because huh? it led me to where I'm at today and it gave me the life and it gave me the experiences that I needed to navigate and grow as a person because you always hear your parents or other people like, shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that, and... You hear all the time, like, I should listen to them, but yeah. you have to learn them from yourself. You have to go through I, yeah. I'm a very big believer of that because you can tell somebody something all you want, but they have to experience themselves. Yeah. You can tell them as an advice yeah. to teach them, like, hey, I went through it. Trust me. The best way for them to learn is go through it and learn it on the self because from there, you can grow and do that. You know what I'm saying? So, well, yeah. But you can, you can be the guide and be like, look, oh, I, see, sure. I see where you're going, and I did the same thing. And right. this is how it happened to me because I did this. Right. Maybe you work between these parameters and they hopefully have the similar outcome of success with the, <laughs> the less rocky path right. in the fucking way. But like, we all like to live with. So uh, this is going to sound way worse than it is, but like <laughs> everybody has their own trauma. Hi, everybody. Everybody. On what it is, right? So it can be. Uh, my dad was disappointed in me and it crushed me or right. my dad used to beat the shit out of me, right? That the, the grand right. scale yeah, yeah, of yeah. trauma. Everyone Everybody takes shit lives their too. own trauma. Right, because it's uh -huh. like, hey, if your dad beat the shit out of you or if your dad was a dickhead and fucking switched your lock or whatever, it's uh -huh. all the same trauma that gets put on you because 
it's your life. It's no. your trauma. You yeah. nailed it. It's subjective. There's each part. There's no. There's no way to measure trauma. So sure. your trauma could be, you know, like some person who grew up a, a great life, stubbing their toes like the worst thing possibly ever right. happened. It doesn't negate the fact that hey, that fucking is the worst thing they ever had in their right. life yeah. compared to someone who was homeless. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can go on a scale and like, okay, well, you know, obviously homeless seems better, you know, whatever, but right. they still fill the factors, you know, differently than each person. Right. There's no well, way to measure that. And we covered too, like. You never know what the person next to you is going through. 1,000%. Everybody has their own shit. And and, it, and you might be like, oh, well, my shit's worse for this reason. But it doesn't matter to that person because their shit's the worst shit that's happened to them. Like, so, so we have different shit, but we all can agree that we each had our own thing coming up. And that made us the person yeah. we are. Like, and, and that made me not want to be that way for my son. That made me not, not want to have somebody else raise my son. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like... There's never a problem that I, I don't feel like that me and JJ can work through because I'm like, I don't ever want anybody else to raise my kids. Yeah. You know, that, that, those are big things, you know, big factors in life that we all have to navigate. We talked about earlier, like, you know, we have our own different paths and, and different challenges and hurdles and trials and tribulations that we right. have to, to do, you know. But the good thing is bringing people together and having experience. I'm a big believer in experiences shape you. And it's how you overcome them. Like, just an example. You can read all day how to ride a bike, but actually getting out there and riding a bike is completely different. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you have to be able to go out there, experience it, and fall down and get back up, you know? And that's going to shape you and teach you more lessons than someone talked. That for me personally. So I had an old uh, a teacher in high school, and he said, um, age plus experience equals wisdom. Yes, and I like that. His name is Major Mattia. I'll never forget him. He was my ROTC teacher in high school. Is he ROTC? ROTC. And yeah, he's he also in the military. Like everybody else. Such a nerd. Uh, uh, such a uh, fucking uh, nerd. But Major Mattia would say that age plus experience equals wisdom. And he would say it yes. all the time. And as a fucking high schooler, I'm like, I'm young and I have zero experience. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Now, as a 42 year old man, yeah. I go, God damn, that guy yeah. was right. But if, if none of us grew up how we grew up, the traumas that we went through, the shit that uh-huh. we dealt with, and and for everybody out there listening too, like if you didn't go through the shit that you went through, you wouldn't be who you are. So we'll put a pen in it, man. We'll get yep. back to you guys soon. And so so th- this has been David. Man, this motherfucker he's, did it. He's been David. He's been David. I think if he was still living in California, this would be a thruple on <laughs> yeah, the yeah, podcast. No, he would he would he would have fit right in with us, but he moved to Florida. So Every he's day. a sucker. So yeah. Uh, so he's been David. I've been Jarrett. I've been Jack. And uh, fuck you, David, for fucking starting this off again. <laughs> but this has been Shattered Wisdom. We will catch you motherfuckers real soon. Have a good night, and you're welcome. Yes, sir.